Hello, welcome to the second episode of Chloe's Walk with Jesus. I'm very happy that you're with us here today. If you're new to the if you're new to the podcast, I'm Chloe. I'm a teenager from the Philippines. I'm residing here uh in the capital of the Philippines and of course I'm here today um as an instrument of God to share his wonderful and amazing <laughs> gospel. So today we're going to be discussing Second Chronicles or Paul's letter to the chronicles i'm so sorry for the background noise but uh for this one it's gonna be i think pretty short not because of the time uh constraint that i have because i'm recording this at like 1 a.m but also because i feel like the message that christ wants us to or christ is trying to deliver to you right now is straightforward it should be straightforward it shouldn't have that much interpretation because this is more of an action passage a passage that requires action more than more than um promises if i should say it because this deals with how we treat god in sacred places sacred locations how we ought to treat him outside of the past that we have because of course um majority of christians um who had who were saved by grace of course they had like the revelation where where um they their changed person from their past lives but how do we not how do we not return to that how do we not return to the people to the identities that we once were in our past lives and continue walking in the path that jesus has paved the way that that jesus has paved there so those are the topics that we're going to be tackling for this episode so i'm going to be reading a Uh, second chronicles chapter 29 verses 5 to 11 i'm going to be reading the entire or all those verses to you so that and i'm going to be um detailing some of the lines as i did with the first episode i'm going to be detailing some of the lines trying to um dig a deeper deeper depth to it add some meaning that christ it wants to show you in a way so Starting from verse 5, Listen to me, Levites. Sanctify yourselves now and consecrate the temple of Yahweh, the God of our ancestors, and eject what is impure from the sanctuary. Your ancestors have been unfaithful and done what is displeasing to Yahweh, our God. They have deserted him. They have turned their faces away from the place Yahweh has made his home. They have turned their backs on him. They have even closed the doors of the vestibule, they have put out the lambs and offered no incense, no holocaust, to the God of Israel in the holy place. So the anger of Yahweh has fallen on Judah and Jerusalem. He has made them an object of terror, astonishment, and derisive whistling, as you can see for yourselves. This is why our ancestors have fallen by the sword, and our sons, our daughters, our wives have been taken captive. I am now determined to make a covenant with Yahweh, the God the God of Israel, so that his fierce anger may be turned away from us. My sons, be negligent no longer, for Yahweh has chosen you to stand in his presence and serve him, to conduct his worship and offer him incense. So, we're going to be going uh, into detail with some of the uh, some of the lines in the verses, so that, of course, to add more meaning to it. So, it says here, first, um, first part of the uh the passage i just read sanctify yourselves now and consecrate the temple of yahweh the god of our ancestors so i'll just stop there so sanctify yourselves now and consecrate the temple of yahweh 
what does it mean to sanctify yourself of course i think now we all have like these practices where we where we were like these habitual routines that that um i think it's more so for like the traditional traditional cultures where they have these routines not really rituals i don't really want to call them rituals but routines routines in our tradition that that hold us sanctified in a way but what does it really mean to be sanctified sanctified is not just being holy not just being holy in christ right sanctified is is being one with christ in a way because there's no there's no holy without god sanctified is as you sanctify yourselves now and consecrate the temple of yahweh right the god of our ancestors so how 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 do i say that it's being one with god right when you sanctify yourself or when you sanctify something essentially you're you're um you're ejecting everything that's evil about it you're you're ejecting everything that is not godly about it right you're ejecting all of that why because it's not of god god does not want things that mean a lot to him to be unholy right not sanctified because that would just add a barrier right that would add a barrier to the thing that god wants to be sanctified and god himself right that's also what sin does sin adds a barrier right it's the same way everything that adds a barrier between god and man is sin that's everything everything you see that is ungodly unholy right that's that's really essentially sin because anything else that's not sin is of god and this world loves sin so you could see sin everywhere so if it's not sin then i mean um it would most especially be something holy right so sanctifying yourselves is 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 um separating yourself from that thing that is causing you to be unholy and not sanctified is there such a word as unsanctified but you get my point so that's what it means to be sanctified and and separating yourself from the thing that is causing you to be unholy is sacrifice right sacrifice that's the thing sacrifice you need to sacrifice that thing that is making you unholy right and where do you sacrifice that to to god you sacrifice it to god now you know um when 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 god was expanding his people expanding his earthly kingdom right he wanted to designate a place for that sacrifice that sacrifice of unholiness that sacrifice of 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 all the sins you can think of lust good and pride um what else adultery idolatry homosexuality everything right god god desired a place for people to know to identify as such a place where they could be first one with god of course but before you become one with god you have to sacrifice that's what it means to deny yourself you have to sacrifice the thing that is causing you to to have that barrier against god which is technically since you have to give up your sin right and giving up your sin and since we're beings since we're beings that are naturally naturally made in sin 
that's why it's called denying yourself because yourself is made of sin because again we are naturally sinful beings so that's what it means to deny yourself so god wanted to make a place god wanted to make a place where people would be able to go in there sacrifice themselves sacrifice their sin and be sanctified in one with jesus that's why they have the temples and that's why we have um what it's alternatively called modern churches chapels uh, oratories i think yeah just those places why because god wanted not not is it just a place of worship of course it's a place of worship of course it's a place of worship but it also should identify as a place to be one with god right because because everything that god wants is for us to be with one with him not just to be with him of course to be with him he's always been with us though that's the thing he's always been with us so the only thing that's missing is that we accept his offer of his presence his existence with us and we become one with god that's what it means right that's what it means to sanctify yourself to be one with him to merge to merge your soul with his holiness to merge your soul to merge your entire being that is that is um undefiled of sin because you already sacrificed that and then merging the holiness the cleanse the the cleanliness of your soul with the existence of god that's what it means to sanctify yourself and to and to just you know just sanctify yourself amidst god and it says here consecrate the temple of yahweh why is it important to consecrate the temple again like what i said earlier it's a place that god sees as again not a place of worship but a place where um his people or even people who don't uh, who originally didn't believe in god can be one with him right if they accept his free gift of salvation now this i think this was in the um this was in the old testament but it still applies nonetheless god wants a relationship with his people Right, please correct me if I'm wrong, but God wants a relationship with His people, nonetheless, and He He and He 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 built that place, or He as uh, Hezekiah, right? The the what do you call this? The whose ancestor was David, to to build that temple so that it be and can become an identity to His people, the Israelites, the Levites, in becoming one with their god right but what did the ancestors do right it said here your ancestors have been unfaithful and done what is displeasing to yahweh they have deserted him they have turned their faces away from the place yahweh made his home they have turned their backs on him and they have even closed the doors of the vestibule and put out the lambs offered no incense no holocaust to the god of israel in the holy place right so essentially what the ancestors did was do the complete opposite of sanctifying yourself and being one with God. They turned away God. They turned away God. They turned away this offer in in uniting with his people, heart to heart, soul to soul, right? Body to body. Um they denied that in a way. So and that displeased God. That's why it said here eject what is impure from the sanctuary. Right? Because in a way, anything that is impure from the sanctuary is 
just like sin has just caused you to to have a barrier again and what is the purpose of the sanctuary or the temple or again modern day churches chapels uh, etc if it causes a barrier of communication between you and god what's the purpose of that it's like having a telephone line but then the line is cut what's the use of the telephone then if if the line is cut if you're always going to destroy the line right that's the thing that's that that's what it means to to eject what is impure from the sanctuary because that is the place where you can communicate with god in such a way that you can't communicate anywhere else of course now you can you can pray anywhere right you can pray anywhere but the the spiritual the 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 important spiritual acts like the sacraments are done in these sacred places because of the identity god has placed in them for us to communicate directly to him in such a way that it's soul to soul heart to heart as i said body to body that's what it means right so again saying earlier about how the ancestors have been unfaithful so again they have they have um done what was displeasing to yahweh they have deserted him they have turned their faces away and i think that applies really to our modern day culture and it's sad right we have christians who call themselves christians when one they don't attend church they don't attend church they don't support the the truths that the church says they don't they don't they aren't one with the church and a, a lot of other things that just cause us to to be separated from the church in itself right and when i say the church it it also includes the people right because usually there's like this thing where when i say like when people say the church it's the building right but no remember when jesus said right to to peter right you are the rock and on this rock i shall build my church meaning it's also the people right it's the leaders it's the followers it's 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 everyone that's the church that's what it means right that's what it means to um to eject what is impure from the sanctuary eject what is impure from the church imagine a church not just the building but the people more so with the people imagine a quote-unquote church that allows impurity right that allows sin that allows all other evil in it can you call that a church can you call that a community for god do you think that's how we should that's how we should identify ourselves as no of course not we really shouldn't identify ourselves as that but that's how what our modern day church is that's what our modern day church is i'm not going to be pointing to like famous pastors right that that um technically go against what the bible says right but i'm talking about the church in a general manner if you're gonna look around there's people who call themselves christians but don't believe in god there's schools that are that are that are um let's that are christocentric right that 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 center around christ and god and his teachings right but the people in them they tolerate sin right there's schools that are like that and you're you're that that 
I think that that's like one of the most sensitive things that I have about schools because it's it's children, right? And children should be taught sound doctrine. If you're gonna call yourself a Catholic church and then tolerate sin, you can't call yourself sanctified because first of all, you're not one with God because because you're not teaching anything that is of God, right? Because you're allowing impurity, and that's why it says here, eject what is impure from the sanctuary. You can't call yourself a body of Christ. If you're going to tolerate something that allows you to be separated from Christ, you can't call yourself Christians if you're going to allow something that separates you from God. You can't. And it's sad that that's our modern day world today, right? It's sad. It's sad that it tolerates so many things just to be a part of the world. That's how powerful right? That's why Satan is called the god of this world, little g. Because we're people, humans, right? Are so enticed, so attracted to being wanted, to being loved, quote-unquote loved by the world, that they're going to go against that communication with God, that relationship with God, and sever it just to be loved by the world. Right, and even if I say this, right, I'm gonna say that I I'm doing this too, right? I I or I'm like continually doing this, doing this, and I'm trying to stop, and it's so hard, right? And I feel like I think everyone listening to this can agree to some degree, some extent, because it's hard to be living in a place where you're not supposed to be living because you're so you're your gods right but you're still there so it's hard hard not to want to be a part of the world when you're living in it right it's hard not to be not wanting it's hard how do i phrase it it's hard not to want not to want to be a part of the world when you're living in it right but like what a majority of christians say which is true is we we live in the world but we're not of the world right it's honestly better said than done but how do we overcome that how do we overcome not not being of the world how do we overcome looking to heaven looking to being with christ in the afterlight for our sufferings here on earth and i think this is a very very common stock answer but it's the truth right it's the grace of god and what what is the grace of God? Now, usually there's like a lot of interpretations about the grace of God, but in a, in a general sense, or I'm just going to generalize the definition of it because that's not really what our podcast is about, our episode is about right now. I'm gonna probably tackle the grace of God in a much more deeper depth in another episode, but it says here, right, that God's grace is His unmerited aid in a way unmerited aid that is freely given to us given to those who will are willing to receive it who cannot pay it pay it back that's what god's grace is right and that's and with that with his unmerited aid that which we don't deserve we truly don't deserve god's grace we never do right how do we how do we use that to, to go about 
our sufferings and our daily lives and just not being of this world, right? You accept it. You embrace it. I mean, I feel like we have a lot of interpretations of how to embrace God, how to embrace His presence, His grace. But really, just embrace it. Just just accept it. Just be like, just just breathe out and say, I'm... I'm blessed with the grace of God. That's what it means to accept it. Just exhaling and shouting out that, you know, I'm a child of the grace of God. That's what it means to accept God's grace. Right? And that's what that's what it takes, right? To be a part of a church that truly doesn't tolerate impurity. And we need more. We need more of those people now. More so now in a world or like in a day, right? Where And, and you know it's the end times. In, in, when it's like a day or a time in, in you, know, you know, in our world today that where there are two sides, right? You're either for God or against God. I said this in the past episode, but you re- there's two sides. And it's so much more evident now where there are aspects of our culture that are so ungodly but it's also the time where there are so many people being saved by god right and by the holy spirit and by jesus christ right so you could see that there's two end sides to you know to the, to the swing essentially or the, the pole right you could see it that's why we should be vigilant we really should be vigilant with with who we're with who we're friends with who we're surrounded with and how we treat god's word if we're gonna treat god's word like it's a joke then don't don't (laughs) don't even bother right because god's word is the essence of life and if you're going to make a joke out of that you shouldn't call yourself a christian it kind of hurts to say it but it's the truth and i think i think that's why the majority of the world doesn't accept christ as the lord and savior of the world because god and jesus and the holy spirit is the truth right and we don't want to hear the truth right it said in the bible right that there's light but the people of this world love darkness and they hate the light because it exposes their sins it exposes their wrongdoings right and that's why the world loves sin loves the darkness loves the demons loves the devil loves satan right because it supports their evil and that's a sad thing and it's really sad in this world when you want someone to be saved but you you know you can't force it jesus never forced any of us to be saved you or me or anyone Really, he never forced any of us to be saved. We just merely accepted it. But we didn't find Christ. We never found Christ, okay? We never found Christ, nor did Christ find us. Right? He was always there. And we just had to accept it. And we we did. That's why we were saved. And it's sad when we want others to be saved, when we want others to be to accept Christ, but we can't because we can't control them right that's what god says we're merely instruments to spread this word but we can't force the word upon other people 
and it's sad when when we want to force it right when we want to force it to our loved ones because we want to see them in heaven we want to be with them and want to be with them with christ but we can't we can't do that and it's so sad it's so sad that we can't do that that's why we need to pray because prayer moves mountains we need to pray upon them that's the importance of praying before i used to be very um i i I wouldn't say insulted but whenever someone would say i'd pray for you it sounds very very it's like they were undermining me but in reality i was undermining the power of prayer imagine someone was is willing i i think i heard this before in a in a in a youtube shorts of one of my favorite creators um she said that it it's so it's so heartwarming to think that someone would pray for you would talk to god would would use their time of prayer to ask for healing or whatever you know whatever you need to ask for ask for something on behalf of you to god the god the the mastermind of the universe the maker of the stars the maker of the galaxies to ask for something on your behalf to god just for your sake just for yeah for your sake and that's very heartwarming it really changes your perspective of people saying i'll pray for you because it means that they talk to god about you they'd have that commune that they had they'd have that conversation with christ just to talk about you and how they want to help you in whatever situation you're facing so i think the moral of this episode since i'm i think i'm going to be discussing the uh, the latter half of the passage that i just read in uh, another episode but again the 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 moral of this passage right is to be sanctified in Christ to allow yourself allow yourself to be sanctified in Christ because God wants to be one with us God wants us to be one with his home with his identity which is the temple right which is the sanctuaries that we have now that modern day churches right that sanctify yourselves to be one with God's identity that's what it means and to sanctify yourself means to sacrifice your sin to be one with god so that there wouldn't be any barriers between you and the living christ that's what it means to be sanctified thank you guys (laughs) thank you guys for listening good night Mm -hmm.